Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking of Podcast. Today we talk politics, we talk being a Christian and being a citizen and the big hot mess that is that conversation. I sit down with three friends, people that are just voices in my life that I like to process things with because this is an ongoing conversation to process. I sit down with Anthony Moore and Dan Lamus and Mike McNeil and it was a great time to talk about this complicated and nuanced subject. Here is my conversation with these guys. Hope you enjoy. Hey, I'm here with uh, three friends, the, the, the least, frankly, the least woke Proof that's ever assembled around the table. We have uh, four men that really can't talk on anything right now. But uh, here we are. Hey, here, here we are. Zero lived, four zero white men. Experience. Four white men. Anthony, you're you're quarter First Nations though. I am. So. I am officially. So no, I am a little woke. I'm a quarter woke. I would say With what like First Nations. First Nations. Yeah, yeah Cree. Yeah. That is my. I think my grandmother is quarter. Yeah. I have a grandmother that's quarter First Nation. What does that so make you? Like one sixteenth, sixteen. Still more than uh, that woman that was running yeah. for the Democratic Party. Elizabeth, was her Elizabeth Warren. Warren. <laughs> Still more than her. Well, since we've already offended people, um, I want <laughs> I want to have a conversation today uh, with you guys, and this is as this is as much for me as it is for anybody who might be listening. But um, I want to I want to talk about being a Christian. And I want to process this, being a Christian, politics, conservative, liberal, Trump, Biden, uh, We're going nations We're and going empires, and quite honestly, the, the need for us to be able to have a nuanced conversation about these, these you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. whole, the whole big ball of wax that is, you know, yep. politics right now and being Canadian, being American, you know, we've got the Canadians and Americans in the room Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and how to navigate that as a follower, as a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. And I think it's become, it's obviously a very polarizing conversation Mm -hmm. and I find myself as a Christian even, and then I find a lot of my people that are part of King's church that my brothers and sisters, I find them being pulled you know, one way or the other, yep. you know, and it's, it's just very divisive. And it's something though, as I think of, and I consider Jesus, he never really let himself be, you know, labeled on kind of one side of an issue or another. Like he always yeah. seemed to find this kind of third way, this mm-hmm. middle ground. He bridged things that we felt were irreconcilable, like yep. full of grace and truth. You know, he fulfilled the law. Like he just did a bunch of things that you know, for us, we, we have a really hard time kind of having nuance through. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're being so nice. You're saying that so nicely, Brent. Yeah. I, I imagine the, well, well, I am. This is just the intro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it really is. But I, I imagine though, like, as we jump into this, like there are, there, frankly, some of these, co- these conversations get really complicated. Yes, absolutely. And there's no yeah. simple solutions yeah, or absolutely. easy answers. And part of my heart for this conversation is, you know, as we are right now in the vortex of the American election ramping up, which isn't it just always ramped up? Like I, I, it is. I feel like it has it, been. I feel like it will be. You know, in January, the the, yep. the cycle will start again. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, 
you know, always next time. Yeah, that, well, that yeah. that's that's in full. I mean, that's mm-hmm. Category Five hurricane right now yeah. that we're yeah. we're living through. And then you know, there's r- rumors and talks of a snap election in Canada, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently, I've had um, a fair bit of communications from other pastors in the region. You know, want inviting me to participate in political, sp- specifically political. Uh, you know, agendaed gatherings and stuff, and right. specifically uh, with a conser- conservative Canadian agenda. Mm-hmm. And I just, I have a hard time with that. I'll just full, full disclosure. And I want to just process some of this conversation yeah. Good. with uh, s- friends and voices that, you know, again, maybe lack a cultural diversity, uh, but I, I just, I, I appreciate, I think the collective wisdom that's at this table. Mm. And I think if anybody else finds it helpful. Yeah. Can we, can we just establish, like, I think this is, this is one thing I'd like to establish, like before we get into all of this stuff is just like, uh, I feel like collectively as a society, we just need to take a deep breath. Like just no, <laughs> but I just feel like, I feel like honestly, like it's so, it's so polarizing. It's so like. Everything is everything is level ten, yes. right? In terms of like what's important for the future, what's important for now, what like everything is so so on level ten or eleven. If mm-hmm. it, if the amp could go up to a level level eleven, this one right? is clearly <laughs> able to go to eleven. But I'm just I'm just like like we got to yeah. be able to like really to get anywhere. We got to stop yelling at each other. We actually have to be able to sit down and have a reasonable conversation, like yep. a, a reasonable, mm. rational conversation. Like I feel like, and that is, um, that's a lost art in some in some ways because, especially with opposing um, political, any kind of ideology, ideological views, it just gets it just gets so it's so like everybody's so yelly. <laughs> if yes. that's a word right like we'll make just, it yeah it makes sense yeah like they just they're, they're they pa- they sort of like um pander to whatever whoever agrees with them and that inspires them to just stay over on their own side and just yeah. lob grenades at the other side mm. well and with the exception yeah. of like jesus cleansing the temple which was predominantly a prophetic act let's just mm. you know i mean I, I do think he was legitimately ripping mad right but he didn't burn the temple down, though. That's for, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and generally speaking, you didn't get a sense of panic out of Jesus, yeah, right, or like overarching fear. Mm-hmm. And he was—I mean, he was divisive in that what people did with him, but he wasn't divided. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was—it was premeditated, and there was no violence towards people. Yes, it was—it mm-hmm. uh, was a symbolic act, for right? Sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, I think you make a good point, and that's that comes back to the heart of why I wanted to have this conversation is I think right now, like one of the things, many things that God is doing in the church, even through the, you know, this season that we're in with the pandemic and politics and just so many major like powers that are pushing against people. I think, I think he's bringing maturity to the church and making us have to deal with some things Mm -hmm. and get beyond kind of superficial, trite, easy believism and actually start counting the cost of following Jesus and building some some reason mm-hmm. you know as to why we think why we choose to follow Jesus and right. and figuring out how to right. think like Jesus mm-hmm. um, yeah, bad, and bad times for the world are always good times for the gospel if we if we figure out how to respond correctly right, right. and I think part of that is just like let's not avoid these conversations yep. 
and and dive into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, let's just let's just take an easy one and let's just let's just for the let's just jump in. Here's what I want to do. So, because because I think there's there's this big overarching conversation about how do we navigate the world as citizens of heaven and followers of Jesus mm. who have to also be Canadians, uh, be, be Americans. Um, you know, we need to give to Caesar what Caesar's we care about these countries we live in. Mm-hmm. We care about, you know, kingdom agendas and kingdom values being expressed in our countries. So, mm-hmm. so I want to, I want to just kind of jump into this big ball of wax. It's an overarching kind of existential conversation, honestly, right. With, with a question, uh, not a question. I'm going to actually ask you to do something and you, you aren't, none of you are prepared for this. Excellent. I want you to strong man an argument. So I want one of you, uh, to give a case for why a Christian should vote for Donald Trump. One of you to give a, give a case for why a Christian should vote for Joe Biden. And I want to give somebody, I mean, one of you a case for why a Christian should spoil a ballot or maybe not vote. Let's let's just go right to American oh, politics because oh, I think man. that kind of that just kicks the wasp nest. Yeah. So let's just, oh, let's just man. Oh, so man. so I'll make a case for Trump. Okay, all okay. right, good. Okay, good. Let's let's go for it. I think uh, I think a lot of the reaction that people have to Donald Trump have more to do with his style and his personality than his actual platform and his politics. Mm-hmm. And so so Trump is kind of like a hammer. Which is okay if everything's a nail, right? But but he it's always combat for him, yeah. and and it's and things are more nuanced. You don't always have to be combative, right? But when I actually look at his policies and his plat, some of his platforms, I see them. Uh, I see them defending uh, some of the some of the kingdom values that mm-hmm. we would have as as the church. Yeah. And and so I have to kind of set aside his tweeting and some yeah. of the uh, what I find with him is like he he makes these outrageous statements, but then he consults with advisors. And when they actually make the decision, he's he stepped back and it's a lot more rational right. yeah. than his initial statement or mm. uh, or his his uh, tweets or anything like that. So right. I think I think objectively, it is fair to say, like, if you if you can separate the the celebrity and the divisive character that is Donald mm-hmm. Trump and just isolate uh, what is being done under his administration. There actually are a lot of positives, not just not just for an American, but specifically for a Christian. Yep. Um, he does allow for a lot of Christian values to be expressed. And like I spent a lot of time in New York City, mm-hmm. and I think like a lot of people like. Trump is just a New Yorker, like he's yes. a guy from the Bronx, and the way he communicates is in that no, he doesn't really abrupt, <laughs> really abrupt uh, kind of in-your-face style. Oh, that, uh, you know, yeah. that's, and some people react to it, but I'm, I'm just kind of yeah. like, hey, that's just that's what people from New York do. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see Kanye West in the next um, the next debate, like put Biden, yeah. Kanye West, and Donald Trump would just yeah. be. That would be a spectacle too much to even mm-hmm. – yeah. uh, is this even real life? I felt like that last time, like watching mm-hmm. the last one. It's like yeah. this this, this can't be real. Is this real? Yeah. So, okay, okay. So that, I think you make a good point and we'll come, yeah. about, we'll come back around on, on all of this. Okay, good. Um, 
because there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to consider in there all of is. it. So what are the other two options? So the other option <laughs> is can I, take, and, can I take the Biden one because I have zero for like why I would spoil the ballot. Okay, yeah, I I wrote down spoil. Okay, okay, okay and I and perfect. I can speak to hey. spoil the ballot too if you. Right. So I'll, right. but uh, okay, get, so why are you voting for Joe <laughs> Joe why Biden? Am I, why am I voting for uh, for sleepy Joe Biden? For sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, I think I think the reason the argument for uh, for Joe would be from a from a from a from a compassion standpoint. Like I do I do feel like um, there is something from from that standpoint. Although this is super hard for me because I'm not aware of any of his sort of policy statements, or maybe even if he has any, other than he's just against Trump. But I think he's I think he's um, He's he's a, a voice for the ones who would actually feel like they um, are uh, ostracized in society. Like he's a very much in that vein of like um, I would say that in his own way he's he's very much wants to. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm struggling here, um, but <laughs> but I actually I think from a from a society from a from a from a racial perspective. He does have a things that they from from he does have things that he really believes in. He has there are things from the from the left that you know that are that he's passionate about. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but from like I do believe that he really cares and loves for, loves the country, you know. And so I think he wants to see some racial justice. I think they want uh, the rights and freedoms for. Um, for women and he wants to see women empowered and the um, sort of like the, the out, almost the way you would say is like the people that wouldn't, that would feel a little more of an outcast that they would find their place um, as valued and protected in society. And so that would be a, that would be a reason why I would, I would vote for Joe, for Joe Biden. Mm. So you're not going to be his campaign manager. That was not compelling. I, uh, I would think. Well, I, I think if you really hate Trump, like again, I think that's yeah, part. That's part of the platform. It's, it's a protest if you, really, vote. if you really hate everything that Trump is about, then I get that. Then this is the reason to. Well, vote, I to think vote it's, Joe in the last Canadian election, I did that. Like I, I yeah. really, I I voted against uh, against Justin Trudeau. Right. Like I, that, that's what I did, and I, I actually, right. in hindsight, don't even know if that was the right, right, right. move. Right. Um. I, I, again, I don't. I don't. I don't regret going against Justin Trudeau, but yeah. um, again, it's just complicated stuff. It's complicated yeah. stuff. Um, so I think I think it's important to like. I always remind myself I'm not voting for these guys as my pastor. Yeah, like mm. they're politicians. So yeah. I just have to say who is lining up as close to kingdom values. Like which That's one is it. closer to kingdom values? And and I know in some cases it's not going to be very close at all. Yeah. But that's just what I have to deal with. So mm. I have to kind of yeah. kind of look at it that way. I honestly feel like I know this is, but I think from a from a from a perspective, I think if I was conservative, uh, it it matters more to me what the facts are, and if I was liberal, it matters to more to me how that makes me feel. Yes, and I think it's fair though to say that both of those things really matter i and i'm not yes like, i that, agree what's I agree. that adage it's like um if you're not a liberal when you're young you have no heart and if you're not a conservative when you're old you have no brain right it's basically the yeah. and it's and, and i think there's a lot of 
there's actually a lot of truth there, in there that. There is a lot of truth. Yeah, like I, I think the logic actually lands. As, with, as someone who has been both old and young, there is a lot of <laughs> yeah. truth to that. As someone who's been, I, I've voted. I've voted. I've voted on both. Right. I've voted liberal in right. the past, um, right. and I've voted conservative more recently. Yeah, and well, I, I was raised like, like one hundred percent, totally left wing. Like I, right. when I was growing up, I'd be way over on the left. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's. I think you make a good point. I yeah. think this this ultimately does come down to like, this is why this is so, so like divisive yeah. and explosive is because at the end of the day, it really does come down to what do you think, like, what do you think matters most right. in the world and what's the best way to see that happen? And I, I think, I think everybody has deal breakers and, yeah. and the right and the left have very different deal breakers. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think, and I mean, back to a case for Jesus as president, mm. like, I think, I think he's the one that has, and, and again, I get in these conversations, you get yeah. in the nuance and it really makes you just throw my hands in the air and just say like, yeah. come Lord Jesus, because he is the only one that fully embodies grace and truth for sure. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where this gets in the weeds yep. for so many, for like, mm. it's like, you kind of have to take a stand on one or the other. Yeah. If you're going to ledge, like, if you're going to build like a, a, um, a societal structure, it can yep. really can't be fluid like yeah. grace needs to be and be rigid like truth needs to be. Right. It has to be embodied. I think, it, yeah, for sure. And I think, I think where I get it is, I mean, based on my, you know, my advocacy for Joe Biden, it's obviously that I'm <laughs> a little right leaning, but I think, I think where I am is that I have to, even as it relates to the gospel, Right. Like there are there are deal breakers and I do have them. Right. And but when I the more I allow myself to get down to to go down the right leaning highway that leads me way right. It's always the gospel that brings me back to the center where it's like, okay, there are some like there are some sort of uh, thoughts on the left specifically about how we treat the poor, how we treat the, the needy. That's actually a strong point, and I realize that it's actually not like we don't like from a conservative perspective. We don't have a great record on some of these things, right? From a social from a social perspective, and like it's always the gospel that brings me back towards yeah. the middle that I can actually see the the value on, on a left and a right thing. Jesus it, was way too conservative to be liberal, and way, way too, too liberal yeah. to be conservative, right? Yeah, if I can bring in uh, just like an illustration from like like last night I was uptown uh, working mm. with the Salvation Army. We we fed about like a hundred people out in their parking lot, and and I think I think liberals would would say we just need to you know these these people need us. We just need to keep feeding them mm. forever. They're going to stay in that state, and we'll just keep feeding them. Conservatives right. would say get a job, and right. you know, yeah. and, and I and I think. I think as the church, we need to kind of be right in the middle and and say like, how can we ultimately help these people? Yeah, like just just giving them handouts over and over and over again in the long term and big picture isn't really helping them. Right. Yep. You know, we have to create jobs. We have to we sure. we have to we have to play the long game. And uh, and so I, I see that's kind of where where we stand as the church is like we stand we step back and say. Okay, what does God really want to do in these in these people's mm-hmm. lives? And no matter what the no matter what's popular or unpopular, what the mob says, yeah. like I, yeah. I I want to I want to ultimately try to help this person to 
to live the best life possible. For sure. And it's and like me, me don't vote, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to in just yeah. a moment. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. We get, yeah, we'll get, get this is but important, it is, though. But yeah. it is. The, it is. Yeah. But you're doing two things there, right? Like you're, you're actually meeting an immediate need. Yes. But you're also identifying and addressing a long a long term need yeah, as right. well, too. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So. So for the immediate need, it's it's a handout. Yeah. But, but ultimately, it needs to be a hand up. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Sure. All of these questions, though, really are about meeting needs and mm-hmm. what's the best way to go about yeah, that. Right. You know, yeah. whether we're talking yeah. about the homeless or middle class or upper class. For sure. There's yeah. a, a, go ahead, Dan. Well, I was just going to jump in and say, you know, I think we're, I think the church is actually discovering, thinking of the big picture history of the church, that we're in, we're in the midst of a project that God has been working for a long time, and it's not going to be a snap solution. Like, he solved things when Jesus died and rose again, mm-hmm. and he is returning. Jesus is returning, mm-hmm. but we're in the midst of a project working with God. Mm-hmm. So generation after generation, season after season, empire after empire. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's working his plan, and the church is learning to partner with him. It's messy. You know, yeah. we think it's going to be solved by getting the right party into, into leadership, and it'll be solved in a decade. But no, it won't, and mm-hmm. it won't even be solved in my generation. Like, this is something long-term we're working with, mm-hmm. and uh, will humanity ever learn? Well, you know, to some degree we will eventually, but we're still going to be humanity. Yeah. Like there's a – God's restoring all creation, and it's not something that he's going he's gonna to solve in a moment. Yeah, mm. He did solve it, the playing out of it. Right. We're seeing it. We're living it. Our grandkids are going to keep living it. Like yeah. we, we feel like everything hangs – every generation thinks everything hangs and on that. And this is it. Right. Yeah. But it's going to be a new iteration of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you zoom out, I mean, you, you, do, you do get that picture. Like, you, if you take from, you know, Christ's ministry, then his death and resurrection, and then launching the church, mm. you know, the church has not been flawless in how we've kind of rolled out the rule and reign of Jesus. However, it hasn't also, it hasn't been impotent in that there has been mm-hmm. an effect, yeah. even with, like, you know, human progress, for instance. I know we've kind of had some of these conversations with the Revelation series that we're doing at the church, talking about, you know, what's what's God's ultimate plan for the rest- restoration of all things, and, like, how big is the gap between where we are, you know, um, when Jesus returns and and what he's going to do to bring, like, fulfillment, right? And I think we think a lot of the times in terms of this is abhorrent, this life is so messed up, and then Jesus is going to come and zap, everything's going to be better, and there's going to be this huge, huge gap of development between right. you know the problems that we have now and the way he solves it ultimately, mm-hmm. but well, what yeah. if what if though, you know it's it's actually when we're getting existential here. But yeah. what if <laughs> what if God actually wants to partner with with his with like Jesus followers through the the power and the brilliance of the Holy Spirit, where He gives us the ability to affect civilization and continue to see it progress into that picture of revelation 21 22 where there is the new heaven and the new earth and you know i do believe jesus is coming back and he's going to fulfill things ultimately Mm -hmm. however i wonder if we have abdicated our responsibility in partnering with him Mm. and seeing ourselves as the agents like the church as the agents of the ones who are supposed to be developing things and if you Mm. to your point if you zoom out you know you do see how you know, the best parts, like, again, I think one of the big problems we have right now is 
back to your point early on, like we're just freaking out about everything yeah. and we're losing sight of the fact that inarguably um, life is better for the average person now than yes. it has ever been Correct. in human history. Yes. E- yes. Extreme poverty has been cut in half in the last 20 yeah. years. Right. Yeah. So it's right. not to say and, that's and not a big a problem. part of that's the church. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's right. my point exactly. is my point is the church like Judeo and then specifically Christian values are the, that is the reason why, like, racism has even become an issue. Right. And slavery has been, like, been identified as an issue. Right. And, like, like that's—it's Christianity, the, the fact that everybody's created equal. Like, that's mm-hmm. a Christian doctrine. Like, these are right. things that have come through the kingdom and are positively influencing civilization. And, and that's, that's, I think, a thing we're missing now is mm-hmm. we get—we get, we the enemy maybe causes us to like lose sight of the fact that it's actually, it's actually Jesus that any of the good progress that has happened, you can connect back to him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. Can I make a prediction here on our podcast? Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a prophecy because okay. I'm going to say it's a prediction. I predict that we are going to, there's going to be a day when people will be grappling with this, that, that the end is more about beauty than it is about perfection. Mm. Mm. Yep. Well, I think I think we make a false assumption. Like when we read the Bible, we read Genesis one and two or Revelation twenty one twenty two, mm. that that's complete. It's mm-hmm. not complete. There's still development happening. Right. Like why did God say to the first humans, like here's your job: be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue what if it's perfect? Yeah, there you right. go. It's right. implied that there's going to be things pushing yeah. back against you, and your yeah. job as my image bearers is to bring dominion and order into the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, these are the these, this yeah. is this is right at the heart of why politics are such a yeah. explosive conversation because it's yeah. in our DNA. Right. God hardwired us to care about dominion right. and order in chaos. Right. And mm-hmm. we can't. We keep fighting about what's the best way to do that, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think again, a case for Jesus as president. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's the role. I think that's the role of the church. Yeah. And I, yeah. well, I think part of the problem of not being able to calm down is we think it is perfection. Right. Like if you right. can't come with the perfect answer, then shut up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's like no, wait a second. If I can't hear people, we're never going to see beauty. We're never going to mm-hmm. see. What could come out of this if we can't talk about it? And we get offended at the hypocrisy of, we know you, like, you're, you're, like, if you're coming at me with a kind of a left agenda Mm -hmm. and you, like, setting it before me, like, this is the perfect solution to all of our problems, I see through that. I'm like, give me a a break. Yeah. By the way, did I say shut up? (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, this is, I mean, we already lost all the people that are going to be offended (laughs) anyway. An American is saying he's sorry. How about that? (laughs) How about that? I do live in New Brunswick, you know? So we'll we'll come, I think that's, that's (laughs) someday I want to have a conversation about dreaming, dreaming about how Um, could God, like letting ourselves just, just like whiteboard, mm. like let's imagine like, how could God maybe be dreaming of bringing his kingdom on earth? Maybe we'll get back to this a little bit later. But, um, you know, why do we think that the work of God is magic? Mm, right. Like, when we think about miracles and stuff, because we can't explain it scientifically, we put it in this category of magic. Mm. There'll come a day where we actually understand, like, physiologically and naturally, because right now it's supernatural because we don't understand it. But, like, there will be a nat- what we'll call a natural explanation of the resurrection, of, like, how God did that. Like, how he mm. 
gave Jesus, uh, you know, a, an everlasting body and what he did to overwhelm death. And like, like for us, we have it in this category because it's so massive and hard to wrap our heads around. It's magic. Mm, but yeah. there's going to be a day where like, yeah. obviously there is a way that God did that. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I'm getting way too, uh, no, way too like, a little nerdy, but way too get, nerdy. But it's you. like, yeah, but I mean, why do we, why do we think when it says like, we're going to get new bodies, yeah. right? Like, why do we just chalk that into the category of magic and not yeah. like God is a designer and yeah. a developer who's going to like put our consciousness in something else and our soul in some other yeah. Anyway, that's sorry, that's sorry, sorry. So why should oh, we? Man. So why sorry. should we spoil our ballot? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's let's keep. Spoiler. Well, spoil our val- okay. ballot or not abstain. Those are two different things, in my opinion. Right. So oh they are, man. They so are. now you're you, messing my you, mind up. You pick. You pick. Okay. Which way you want to okay, go? Okay. Because I'm I'm talking about. Hey, let's pretend to spoil the ballot. I'll go that way. No. Uh, I am just uh, saying, along with John Mayer, you know, me and all my friends, we just know that the fight ain't fair. So we're waiting, waiting on, waiting on the, on the world, world to change. To change. Yeah, yeah. Waiting. <laughs> I just think that that's that's what we need to do. Right yeah. No, um, wow, this is a tough one, guys, because uh, I I think that um, I would say a good argument for spoiling the ballot or abstaining is that you you want to call into focus that there are things worth dying for, and a political party is not one of them. That uh, that we're really confused about where our loyalties are, mm-hmm. um, especially as as believers in Jesus, as Christians, um, it's tricky for us because the Bible, most of the Bible, was written to people in exile who didn't have a voice, and right. and the you know much of the prophecies, and then of course Jesus coming as the Messiah to actually to an exiled people. And as a representative of an exiled people, actually gave his life as a, as a ransom mm-hmm. for all nations. And when he rose again, um, he didn't arise and say, this is not really good probably either. I'm going to offend somebody. He didn't arise saying, yeah, we should all be Jews. Right. Yes. Right. He arose and said, hey, no, now you can enter the kingdom of heaven, which is people from all nations. Yeah. Yeah. His choice was to purchase for himself a people from all nations who will reign on the earth. So we serve a God who is not fussy about what what political nation you you align with. He is calling that nation to surrender to King Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, our king, is so secure that he doesn't demand, no, you need to you need to sign up for this political party. Right. And so where am I trying to go with this since I've had like five minutes to come up with this argument? Five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am saying that there's an argument for this to make a point that we need a new day literally in every nation, definitely in the Western culture, to awaken people that whatever party you vote for, ultimately you're not really voting for the king. You're voting for uh, – their policy, a substitute like a for the sh- a shadow who's okay. under Jesus. Got you. Like yeah. we all recognize, we need to recognize once again in culture, Jesus is king over it all, and he's actually king over political parties that I don't agree with. And somehow right. in him, there's space for that. And I'll just throw this one argument in there. I'm intrigued. I haven't dug into this much, but in, Re- in Revelation chapter 6, it talks about 
the kings of the earth running and hiding mm-hmm. because of the wrath of the one who's on the throne and the lamb. Mm. And then when you fast forward to the last couple chapters of Revelation, the kings of the earth are bringing their treasures yes. into the city of God. Right. Yeah. Right. So kings of the earth still existed mm. in John's vision. Yeah. It's not like they all disappeared in Revelation chapter 6. Yeah. Somehow in the economy of God, in the new creation, there was room for kings of the earth. Yeah. Rulers, yeah. And so somehow there's, there's, there's room for that. Which the, yeah. And the question, too, is, is that, yeah, is that are all of us rulers and kings of the earth? I mean, that's a whole other... Well, it is. <laughs> it, but, if, but then if you say rulers, over what? Like, there's space within, yes. under King Jesus, he is not the kind of king that says, you all have to be me. Right. He says, no, because I am king, you all get to be you. And I love the, the variety of the expression. Why would John even recognize right. when he saw the, I'm going on, man. But why would John recognize when he saw the vision before the throne that identified these were all from many nations? How would he know that? Yeah. How would he sure. know that they were from every tribe, tongue, and nation mm. if sure. they didn't, if it wasn't obvious to him? Right. Right. Yep. So are you going to vote? No. (laughs) (laughs) So you're as the pragmatist at the table. Let me jump in here. Yeah, go for it. uh, Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think we're you know kind of going back to the scripture that Brent mentioned about rendering unto Caesars what is Caesars and Mm. like I think there's two different categories there, and we're called as Christians to be salt and light, Uh, and and part of being salt is keeping things from going bad. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and kind of fighting evil when we see it. And good, yeah. I think that's the role when we're deciding. Like uh, for a long time in my younger years, I just didn't. Bo- I could care less about politics. Didn't vote at all. Mm-hmm. And, and looking back now, I think I was just being lazy. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think it's part of my Christian duty. Yeah. To to vote, uh, even though none of the candidates are perfect or my ideal or anything like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's good for leaders to line themselves up with particular parties and get locked into that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, and I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and yes. state that publicly. Yeah. Right. But I do feel like it, it is my duty as a Christian to vote. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, think, yeah. so vote, but live like you didn't. <laughs> okay. I, well, there's some truth to that because I think I think I think what you're getting at is that the, I think like if you look at it statistically, like there is a large portion of the Christian world, specifically in the West, that actually doesn't get involved in politics, and maybe that they don't even vote. So in a way, they are mm. kind of voting, right? So you get mm. you get into that, Ooh. right? So so I think I think I'm I'm not in that mindset because I actually think that. By, by not voting, you're actually, you're by removing yourself from that role and that privilege. Like like people fought and died. That's, for that's that. an important. That's actually yeah, like you're sure. by 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 sort of backing away and saying whatever happens happens. I don't agree with that either. I actually believe that you know if you look historically, like it's not. It doesn't take rocket scientists if you have any morality in you to look at the way that culture has gone to see the degradation and i think a large part of it is because the the church and believers 
have actually like stood back and sort of let that sort of thing happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. and from a policy standpoint, like specifically, I mean, not the least of which is just the right to life and all of that stuff that is just that's been sort of pervasive now and is sort of now ingrained in the DNA of the culture a little bit. But I, I honestly believe it's because the the church has been sort of like. Uh, removed and abdicated their role in society and specifically in this regard that we've actually allowed agendas and ideologies that that are sort of anti anti life anti god anti you know it's not just about what we believe but it's actually things that are actually like good for us so let me let, so you, you yeah. make a good point and this actually is the genesis of why I wanted to have this conversation in the first place so I do agree with you on the you know, if the church didn't abdicate its responsibility, maybe some of these ideologies that aren't so offensive to us as Christians right. and so destructive as we believe legitimately, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, like the, like the abortion issue does matter. However, it's much bigger in scope than, than uh, like being pro-life, for instance, is much bigger in scope than just abortion. Sure. And I think Christians need to like wake up to that mm-hmm. and say like, if you're going to be pro-life, let's have the whole conversation and not just... Mm-hmm kind of die on this one angle of it which again very much matters mm-hmm. and matters to god but yeah we've we've oversimplified oversimplified it and and abdicated the whole scope of the conversation so right. however like so you talk about the church if we if we hadn't abdicated our role in you know canada or the u.s for instance then we wouldn't have to be fighting and we'll come back to the u.s particularly in a second but one of the things that that kind of stirred this conversation in me was I, I started getting a bunch of emails and invitations to, you know, from the St. John Ministerial to participate in, in some stuff to rally around a certain conservative agenda. Right. And in my in my mind, it was or in my heart, even my reaction was oh, this is just, this this is this isn't great because the St. John Ministerial, you know, I don't know if the average St. Johner would even know what the St. John Ministerial is, mm-hmm. wouldn't think that the church in St. John has any type of unified voice whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The presence of the church in St. John is is not unified or aligned in such a way that like it's this force to be reckoned with and the people just know the church is active and on the move of St. John's. We've been, we've been by and large, as a collect, collection of churches in this region, pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. I think legitimately. Right. And then now we're rallying together to to kind of unify a voice and we're choosing to get in the ring on like a, a political conversation mm-hmm. when I think the time to be in the ring was beforehand. And so we talk about abdication. Mm-hmm. Like my question and my big hang up is, you know, I do believe we're supposed to be salt and light, and I do believe that the church is supposed to be influencing policy and influencing values in the nation. However, if we wait until, you know, we if we if we think that the arena to best do that is through politics and through government and through casting a vote and lobbying, mm-hmm. I feel like we're I feel like we're missing maybe the way that Jesus wants to bring His kingdom on earth like so i'm not saying you shouldn't vote i'm just saying if we zoom out and we think about the the role of the church maybe we don't maybe voting is like that's like a secondary issue and like Mm. if we just made good christians 
And we just like, we're out there anyway, influencing people peer to peer, family to family, community to community. Like that's the way the values are supposed to like Christian values are supposed to be expressed. They're supposed to be expressed through relationship, Mm -hmm. not through policy. And, And that's my big fear is we, we have taken, we have fully committed to fighting for our values by way of policy and politics and not through person to person mm. and not through relationship and not through the hard work of embodiment. And that's what, that's what makes me kind of go, Oh, right. I, I wonder if we're missing it. So like, let me pick on the American like situation. So mm. I think from a, for, to your point, Mike, like the values that Donald Trump allows to have, have a place. I, I align more with, with that. Like just like just apples to apples, the things that he's going to allow to happen in America, which I actually would vote that every country should get at least like one vote for how America rolls out because this affects all of us. (laughs) So like, can we can we do like a okay? You have the electoral college. Can we do like the world college and like let the world chime in too because this very much affects us. Um, But you know. I get thinking about um, where was I going with that? So I got on a bit of a sidetrack. So, oh yeah, to your to your point, to your point. So like, yeah, I I do agree as a Christian. If I'm just apples to apples, the things that the kind of the Trump administration is going to allow to happen, I I identify more with. I'm like, yeah, I care more about the things that are going to happen through this administration, mm-hmm. and I'm more concerned about some right. of the things that are coming from the left. You know, I heard a great podcast. Uh, a few weeks ago by a guy named Dan Carlin. You know Dan Carlin's Hardcore History? No. Uh, he's like a journalist and a historian, very smart, but he made a, he made a good case for kind of just putting it out there like on how to understand this current election and that kind of thing and the difference between Biden and Trump. Um, anyway, this is a long-winded answer, Dan. I'm, I'm, maybe this, this end of the table is kind of good. <laughs> it's getting heavier now. So, so um, I'm concerned about Biden I align with I align with Trump. However, I'm concerned with with Trump in a different way. And I fear back to your salt and light point. Mm-hmm. I fear that standing with him, the church aligning with him covers our light in such a way that the people that we're trying to reach and witness because like his policy aside, mm-hmm. because his personality and the character associated with it and the complexity of what it means to stand with that administration, I feel like it cuts the limb that we want to be sitting on off with the world we're trying to reach. It's a long way of saying I is supporting Trump and supporting his values. I'm asking this question legitimately. I haven't, I haven't totally resolved this is supporting Trump and um, aligning with him even though it's going to allow certain values to be expressed, is that worth the cost to our witness to the people we're actually trying to reach? Yeah, and I was talking about like voting for Trump, not necessarily aligning. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. right. and I think there's a difference. Like, I think Franklin Graham has aligned himself with Trump. I Fair think enough. Billy Graham was very smart to say, "I am, I am America's pastor." Yes. And no matter, no matter, you know, he, as an individual, privately, he voted. Mm-hmm. He obviously voted for somebody and didn't vote for another person. Yep. But he he was willing to be the pastor to both political parties. Right. And I and I think 
Mm-hmm. I think uh, kind of going back to what you said, I think that's like ultimately the wiser choice yeah. for us as the church, not to, it's, it's important to be involved, but not, we don't want to buy in and kind of align ourselves totally with one party. Cause that's, and right. unfortunately, unfortunately like that's happened Yeah, and I that's, know. and that's the scary part. And it's like, Honestly, is is it worth consideration for the church to say actually we're gonna because because we know that this has completely like the fact that you have like if we have to say I, I, well you know we're we're gonna vote for Trump and give a ten minute explanation as to why and there are very good reasons why legitimately but you just right. lost your ability to talk you spent you spent your change you'd have with someone to have a conversation about Jesus on why you shouldn't judge me too quickly for the fact that I voted for Trump. And I guess I just, that, that really concerns me when I think about the witness of the American church. I think like to a a guy named David French, I was listening to a debate. I think you guys listened to some of it. Um, You know, I think he, I chillingly think he was right when he said, I think the church is going to rue the day that, you know, 20 years from now, we, we so willingly, aligned ourselves you know and i'm just saying mm-hmm. I'm, and again not saying everyone but right by and large you talk to the average american non-christian their assumption is evangelicals are pro-trump right right mm-hmm. yeah i think i think you're okay so i think so, trump has been misrepresented a lot, i agree 100 uh, percent. i totally so there's a difference between but it's perception so, reality when it comes to our witness but then it, so here here's the thing so so you take let's you fight take, let's go no, no no but you take you take that position <laughs> yeah. right to the end how do you how do you not end up at the church abdicating its role in society and in government how do you not end up at, like if you say i'm just i'm not gonna vote or i'm not gonna vote for for trump or like so i'm not mm-hmm. gonna vote I'm not going to I'm not going to actually pick a side and fully art fully defend that side, right? So how do you not end up in an abdicating role? Like where we actually yeah, get I mean, removed from Yeah, looking looking at uh looking back over the centuries where democracy is sort of a new political idea in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean as far as you know voting your officials in so for a long period of world history, you were ruled by monarchs that were apparently appointed by God. Mm-hmm. Like they were just supposed to be in charge, and the people held them accountable for the way they ruled. There wasn't an assumption that this man or woman is ruling us because they're perfect. Right. There was an assumption that we need a king, we need a queen, right. and we as the citizens are going to hold them accountable. So it was messy. Like citizens have really messy ways of holding their kings and queens accountable, right? Yeah, it's, sure. it's revolution, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not an easy process at all. Uh, we don't have democracy because it's perfect. It was just a better idea, yeah. right? Yeah, um, so, someone has said that democracy is the worst political system ever, yeah, except C.S. for Lewis. all the other systems it's, that right. we've yeah, come yeah, up he's with, like it's which the is best, very it's the best of right? all the bad options. So, yeah. so I'm just yeah. saying that the yeah. what ends up happening the the answer is messy. Yeah. Because in the end, the right is going to, not the right, <laughs> the uh, correct. Good. <laughs> good is going to win, yeah. but it's going to be messy. Right. Democracy is a, a more tidy, like it's, it's sure a more it organized way yeah. to actually move as a society yeah. and hold our rulers accountable. Yeah. We, we're foolish to think that um, because someone 
uh, is in office, that means that they are perfect or that everything they're going to do is exactly right. We yeah. we do, even if we vote and put someone in office, we still abdicate a responsibility by unplugging them. Right. Well, there they are. They're, they're in. We're all good for the next four years. Right. Yes. And, that, and, that's, and I think that's the bigger. That's know, the, like, mm, sure. I would love to like I think the biggest thing we as Christians need to figure out is how do we get beyond like the, as long as this is uh, should you vote and, and once you're done, mm. your job's done. It's just it's way too superficial for the kingdom. Yeah, right. right. It's, not the, enough. Like, the kingdom, it's not enough. The yeah. kingdom has yeah. to drive deeper. Yeah. And yeah. I just think it's worth asking the question, too, when it comes to. You know the Trump thing particularly, and this is why. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying one way or the other of how how I'm on this. I'm just trying to make an argument right. for mm. yep. why I think it, it is worth consideration for the church to like in the, in the, in America anyway, like evangelicals to step back from their the fact that they're laying down. You know, in, yep. they're just, they're really dying on the Trump hill. And, and and progressives are dying on the other hill. For like sure, it's, it's for sure. Thing, and yeah. what the progressives yeah, yeah, do, yeah, it, but yeah. like as far as Christians, yeah. you ever like you ever like get well, into? I'm talking something? about the progressive end of the church, though. It's just oh, exactly the yeah, same. Yes, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Evangelicals, yeah, and then 100. Yeah. percent yeah. And it's like I wonder though, like for both of those sides, for instance. Let me, let's just be fair, because it's not like you're you're right, right. Right. I just wonder if the situation, especially in the U.S. You get the media spin. You get the current kind of zeitgeist of culture. I just wonder if it's so messy that is there a point at which it's important that we just kind of step back and wash our hands a little bit so that we can enter right. back. Like you ever, you ever like be doing a project and you, you, you start making such a mess of it that you actually have to like step back and reset to, mm-hmm. in order to do it correct, yeah. correctly. And I just, I, you know, like this isn't happening in a vacuum. Right. You right. take, you take, you take the, you know, it, it would be one thing if when Bill Clinton had his affair, the church were like, well, the president's not my pastor, right? right? Back mm-hmm. in the end of the 90s. Mm-hmm. If they did that, we might have more of a voice this time on saying, well, the president's not my pastor, so it doesn't bother me that he slept with porn stars and paid them off to be quiet. And it doesn't bother me that, you know, he, like these yeah. things, these character issues, because they called foul on character before, and they said character matters. Yeah. And then, and now, now that it's... I think you know. that, I think one of the key differences, which is where I disagree with French listening to that, yeah. was like everything with with Trump. They're talking about a past tense kind of thing. Yes, yeah. and and with and it was a present tense. That's fair. Clinton. Fair and, enough. And and, yeah. and I, so I I don't I don't believe in like holding people accountable for everything they've done in their whole yes, life. You know, agreed. going back twenty five yeah. years. I, that's canceled. Very much yeah, agree yeah. with you on that. <laughs> yeah. However, I don't know. Let's let's just full stop say. Even if some of that oh, was no, present no tense, question, no question. would the church back off and be like, nope, not my president? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they would. Yeah. I think as long as yeah. he's – I think the truth is because he's allowing Christian agendas to have its place, it, that Christians don't can look the other way right. on, on, on him. Right. And, and that's mm-hmm. – that I think – I get, I get why we and – I, and I, I can and too. looking at it cynically, you, you could say that those are just political moves. I have no idea why I feel this way, but I just sense that there's something a little deeper there with him too, though, that there is, that he does have a genuine respect for the gospel, Yeah, that there's something in there. God is working something in there. I, I, uh, I, I, I think it's, I think it's in the early stages and it might have a long way to go. I agree. I agree with, in there. I agree with yeah. you on that. I actually know, I actually know some pastors that are, 
are very involved with him and have had behind behind closed doors conversations about spiritual things with Donald Trump. And there legitimately is some yeah. stuff going on in him. Me, However, that doesn't uncomplicate no, I, I, the I conversation totally about our let, witness. Let me ask you this. Like, let me ask you this. So, so 20 years ago or 25 years ago with Clinton, that whole thing, what, do you, what, if, what, if the church, what if the church is actually more correct today than they were back then? Wait, what if this is actually a resetting? Yeah, I'm just, like I'm they, asking maybe the question, they, were, they were wrong. Maybe to they were wrong to him. just say this. Maybe it is the correct position yeah. to say the president isn't my pastor. The president isn't yeah. my moral authority. Yeah, but my point, my point mm-hmm. is, as long as we're we have to be in this complex arena of right. explaining or even trying to figure out were we right, were we wrong, is it right, and I have to qualify all this. Mm-hmm. I just think we're getting swallowed in it. And losing right. our voice for the things that actually we really wish we could say to the people we're trying to reach. I just, right. I just wonder if the cost to our witness is too high at this point. I, I think uh, Amy Barrett has been doing a good job of, of kind of walking that middle ground. Like it, it's, she's been great. She, she's, she is managing to represent Christian character very well yep. in, the, in the middle, Agreed. like right in the middle of the arena, and she's kind of winning. She's winning people from the other side uh, because of, and so I think, I think we can have moral clarity and Christian charity at the same time. Right. Like, I think a lot of times those things get divided and it's like, well, they're going to have, you're going to like love people or you're going to have the truth. And it's it's always that tension of both. It can, yeah. And uh, and if we, and that's how we have to approach the world, like mm. with with both of those things in tension. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. I, I think where where I sit with the witness portion of it, I think it's a lot. It's a lot more nuanced. Is like, okay, so if you are going, to, if if you are going to support publicly a guy like Donald Trump, I think you you can't just leave it at that. You have to understand why that would impact somebody's witness. So you have to look at things like. How is this man being portrayed? Why? Why is it like? Is he really that bad? You know, because you look at the you look at the last four years, not even just the last four years, but the, even for the election cycle, so the last six years or so since he was the nominee, right? That there, it's been overwhelmingly, he's been overwhelmingly in the public sphere been portrayed a certain way, right? So it's not. It doesn't. In a in a in a way, I have to hold the portrayal and the public ethos and the public mindset of a, of a guy that's actually um, been portrayed one way. And I have to actually ask the question, is he really that way? Or is it just, is it really, you know, and you sort of get into this conspiracy theory and all that stuff like that. But I think that is he really that way or is he actually another way? Is there is there something else? What's really at, at the core of who he is? I think, I think as, a, as a believer, mm-hmm. as a believer, I have to sort of say, I would I would more I would be I think there's something very uh, very um, like Jesus that would actually stand with somebody who the mob or the greater society uh, would actually be anti whoever that guy is. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Trump, yeah. but I would actually stand against a mob uh, and actually come out mm. in support of a guy. That's, right? I that mean, would actually stand with him. That, I mean, yeah. that, that's super fair to say, and it's it's wise. However, when you're trying to reach the mob, mm-hmm. it it gets really complicated. 
right? Like that's that. I think that's the complexity I feel in all this is like the is as long as you're standing with him, right? I, I feel like you've sawed off your ability to have any influence with the angry mob. I think as long as you say, though, what I'm really looking for is the truth. I'm not really on one side. I just want to know, yeah, like what is, if everything's really distorted right now. And that's really, truth is really difficult. Right. I just want to get to the truth. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to just speak into that real quick. Um, You know, Scripture says that it's with your heart that you believe and with your mouth that you confess that Jesus is Lord, that you're saved. Like human beings are designed to believe something in their heart and then speak it out. So in in mo- many of our social circles, we call that just speaking your truth. Well, right. no like speaking thing. your truth is what you believe in your heart, and that's what you speak with your mouth. Things can feel true to you, right. and they're not true. Yes. But you can be really good at speaking it. And I think sometimes it gets lost. Trump is amazing at speaking boldly and candidly what he feels to be true. And a lot of that aligns with what Christians feel to be true. Right. So, But we we really have to shake ourselves awake and say, that's not enough to be good at speaking what you feel is true. Like we really have a culture that Mm -hmm. it's coming to fruition. We're seeing how foolish that is because there's actually actually truth behind. Yeah. Like in the backdrop of all that is what is actually truth. Yes. So when you're talking about the truth, like— the we need to recapture like i think each voter i think many people on the street don't think about the fact that they actually are acting out what they believe is true that we actually like that we have the ability to speak clearly people have relinquished that cuz they don't believe they have it they don't believe they have a voice the truth is everybody does have a voice it's are you willing to actually put your life on the line mm. to let your heart believe truth so what Christians know in embracing the gospel is that's the only way they could get saved. Mm-hmm. The only way they could be saved is mm-hmm. to be courageous enough to actually let their heart embrace the truth. So what I'm, where I'm going with this is there's a movement in culture that says, okay, who I vote, who I vote for matters a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually awake to the fact that, that it's more important to align my heart with the truth and learn to speak it than it is to make sure I put the right vote in. Because mm. you could vote for the candidate you like and still live your life really unplugged from that reality. Like uh, our yeah. communities actually get changed by people regardless of what they voted for. Mm-hmm. They own their responsibility to connect their heart with truth. Well, you know the, what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and and the, even churches like – and then it goes from there. And like, this can be a launch point. I mean, and that's that's the good news about this is it can be a launch point. Like, my heart really, even for us having this conversation, letting people like from our church or whatever, who's ever watching this, like be involved in it is like we have to actually learn to jump into these conversations and figure out like yes. like what. Totally. Like, right. And if you and if if this is a simple thing for you. You're just you're not you're not in it like right. you're not you haven't taken seriously what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. You haven't right. actually like you don't know even enough. Like yeah. I'm telling you, even for what I understand, again, I'm not I'm not Yoda or anything, but like this is really really complicated yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah. we we have to actually know what we believe. Yeah. yeah, and I think to God, you know, prayer is more important than voting. Agreed. Yep. Like if you vote and don't pray, well, that's really foolish. Yes. Yep. 
Yes, and that, that's the thing. And this this has the ability to call or, a question. If you, you pray, pray and don't, and don't vote. vote, that's also it's very it's, foolish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. his kingdom coming. Yeah. On but our it, but it heaven, is right? it right. is important. So that, like this brings up a great point, though. Like, what's first things first, yeah. right? right? And that's right. and that's my opinion on the. Uh, that's why mm-hmm. where I'm coming at. And again, like for people who are like, well, is Pastor Brenna leftist? No, not at all. Like I yeah. I lean right. I I get why people are supporting Trump. I also mm-hmm. get why people can't vote for him, yeah. and I I get why people can't vote for Biden. I'm, I couldn't either. I mean, not that I, I literally can't, but literally. even if I could, I, I wouldn't. I'm glad I don't uh, have I wouldn't. There's just zero, <laughs> there's zero way. Yeah. Um, but like, what is, for, and this is where yeah. I think the church really needs to get a start, is like, what is first things first? Like, what matters yeah. more to us? Like, and, and complicating our witness should be a conversation we're having. Also, the, the bigger conversation, mm. let's, let's shift into this gear before we're done is how do we think when Jesus said, okay, he's resurrected, he's standing with his disciples, he's on the mount, he's about to ascend, and he goes, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Mm. Mm. What did he have in mind for that? And how do we think that that's supposed to be primarily expressed right. as Christians? And yeah. And are we skipping steps by trying to express that in the political governmental arena and missing more important first things first, like seek ye first the kingdom of God. Where does that seeking start? Yeah. Well, the, the Roman empire was changed from the bottom up yes. uh, through the hearts of people. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's like ultimately what Jesus had in mind. And that's kind of ultimately mm-hmm. uh, what the, what the gospel does. And, yeah. that, and it's, it's happened through history in in various countries that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, most of the most of the countries where our backgrounds would be from were pagan countries that became Christian mm-hmm. through, through grassroots. Yeah. 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 Not not and not through legislation. And in fact, right. when that legislation, be, like if you look at Constantine and the Roman Empire, like that actually that actually like really neutered Christianity in, right. in a hmm. major way. Like the the fire kind of got a big dose of water put on it because mm-hmm. it became like legislated and it became the, mm. you know, the national and religion. I, the way Jesus yeah. operate, like I think sometimes as the church, we pay, you know, we've been saying the mob, but the crowd, yeah. like we, we, uh, it's kind of counterintuitive, but I think Jesus, Jesus dealt with the crowd by not paying attention to the crowd in a way. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we He's always not. have to get our cues from the, from the father yeah, you know, right. through the Holy spirit a good word. Uh, and not, and, and not through uh, like, Oh, what's the crowd think? So I'm going to try yeah. to react, meet them halfway. That, or, and yeah. that's, that's, mm. that's it right there. Yeah. That sort of makes me push against that sort of like what everybody else thinks. Right. right? That, like even the witness conversation. Even the witness yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta really hold to something because I gotta believe that we already know there's this reality that, that not everyone's going to be able to go with us. Right. Like even though the door is open for everybody, not everyone's going to be able to get there. So I can't cater or placate every idol up for one that would just you would drive yourself nuts. So I got to hold to what's true. I got to hold to what what I believe is 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 what the Lord is what the Lord is doing. So that's when I when I when I that's what I have to give my energy to. And I have to sort of like put everything else sort of in in everything else in perspective and in sec and a sort of a secondary place. Right. Yeah, we have to follow Jesus and lead yeah. people, and and often yeah. we find ourselves following people 
and then trying to lead right. Jesus. But, in yes, and we right. we get it. We, everything's that's and that's yeah. that's my yeah. point. That's the tension I feel is like. Yeah. We haven't actually done the groundwork to be able to have the right influential conversations. So like when I see, you know, when I get these emails saying, hey, we're going to we're going to go support this or like, yeah. let's let's do let's be conservatives together. All that kind of like, what? Yeah. that's that's great. And I might even agree. I might even agree with your platform entirely. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, we don't have we haven't established the arena right. to have that right conversation. And you might feel differently if we had a track record. That's right. And that, uh, dif- that was different from that, where this wasn't sort of like the loudest thing that we're saying. What if we were, what, what if we were loud with our, our justice issues? What if we were loud yeah. with our uh, advocacy, advocacy for the poor? Yes. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. or what if we were loud? like, what, what, what if we were actually really salt and light in a louder way and then the political part was just a part of it, and that's, then you would feel better about and it. And that's my fear in all this, is yeah. that is that the church, like, we, we've been loud on the wrong things, or or at least we seem loud on the wrong things because we haven't dealt with some of the, the more primary things. And so it's it's just, like, we cannot approach this from an ide- idealistic standpoint. It yeah. has to be, it has to be actuality like right. like how how is this coming across you know so i take like um what like sean foyt's doing in the uh, like yeah. let, let us worship mm-hmm. yeah. on the one hand i respect that big time mm-hmm. like yeah. go get him man like fight the power you know right. on the other hand there's a part of me that's like you know you're in you're in indianapolis and you've got four thousand christians there or ten thousand or ten thousand uh, yeah and it's like i on the one hand as a christian who like i hate Let's not even like pop the whole coronavirus can right now, <laughs> but like there's so much about how this has rolled out that just drives me. It makes me angry, honestly, from yeah. like how like anyway, you know, I I look at that as, as, as on so many levels and I'm like, I celebrate so much about what you're doing right now. Yeah. However, I also know there's a gap between the people like there's a whole bunch of people that we would say we're trying to reach. And again, I know I'm back to the mob mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if that's further dividing our voice from the people we're trying to reach by getting in there and rallying and protesting for our rights yeah. and let us worship. And it's like, you know what the lost are hearing right now? They aren't hearing like for God so loved the world that he came to with his only son that whoever believes in him, he's after you. Like they're, they're not hearing an evangelistic message. They're seeing Christians standing up for their own rights. Yeah. And and that, that concerns me. And it's like, and, it, and it's messy because there are people that are becoming Christians at those. Yes. Sure those yes. And, for sure. and so it's not like I can under, totally understand both sides. I, I, me too. Me yeah. too. But do you think, okay, so, so just yeah. to ask an honest question, do you think with that, with that line, you're being nice yeah, perhaps. Right. And again, I'm and not like, look, I'm this is I'm right. being totally political here right now. Totally. I am not I'm not I'm keeping my cards pretty close to my chest here. I'm sure. just trying to be the devil's advocate or yeah. Jesus's advocate. I don't even know which <laughs> in, this, other in this conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, to no. throw to just to get the whole scope yeah. of the thing, because these are the things that should concern us. Yeah. yeah, it should concern us that we that like. You know, the things that Sean Foyt's concerned about should concern us, too. For sure. And the reason that he's out there, that we should we should be with him in that on the same time. At the same time, it should also concern us. We should also say, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. What? what?" And I think I think we should consider we should very much consider 
all the all the facets of this, all the things of it. But I I honestly believe it it is it is incorrect to think that there's going to be a ni- a nice neat and tidy solution and Agreed. a way of expression. One hundred percent. You can't yeah. completely do everything. There in was the nothing nice about Jesus. Correct. Jesus was not nice no. ever. He was kind. And, and yeah. you have to, if you're calling somebody out, you have to call out everybody. Like, I don't Fair know enough. if you yeah. saw, the, like, all the people in the streets after the Lakers. Lakers, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, like exactly. okay, it's okay to worship the Lakers, but it's not. You can't like, worship it, Jesus. Gotta, yeah, so totally. Be, I know. Totally. But uh, again, I'm, <laughs> it's like there's this, there's this quintessential element to being a Christian that is self-sacrifice and right, laying down right. my rights. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And and that's what strikes me as concerning a little bit when we're standing up for rights. It's very unchristlike, right? Because like he's the one who did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but instead think, gave them up for us all. And that's that's the hard part. Is like how do I follow the one who actually had every right to protest right. and didn't? And I think that verse out of uh, out of Micah is really really helpful for us as Christians and also for in people's understanding of what's going on whereas you know like we want to do justice but there's not a like a period after that right right uh, we we want to right we want to walk away we want to do justice but we also have to love mercy mm-hmm. right and, yes and we have to walk humbly yeah and and those mm. three things in tension yeah uh help us to do justice in the right way yep yeah uh and and so a lot of what we're a lot of what we're being categorized as justice right now kind of leaves off the it just puts a period after due justice. Yes. Right. And, like, yeah. It's like what you said last time you were on the sh- on the podcast yeah. like when you said like you know there's a huge appetite for virtue signaling right. and not a huge appetite for yeah. actual virtue. Right. And hmm. it's and it's and the just, pro- justice without Jesus is just us. And when it's just Hello. us, yeah. we mess it up yeah. every yeah. time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing I think if if I hope, like people, if there's still people listening, uh, <laughs> hopefully they're at this zone where they understand the nuance and complexity of all of this, mm-hmm. and they they are able to, like, pr- I guess, press into these things further than just the kind of the super, mm-hmm. the yeah. the world and the media and the kind of cultural vortex is only it's going to keep you at a superficial level, which yeah. is not kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like, right. So, could I just talk about King Jesus for a second, please? On this? <laughs> Please that 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 please it it was never (laughs) it was never never was lobby for our president go ahead (laughs) it never was it isn't now it won't ever be easy to follow Jesus yeah amen but it was and is and will be simple to follow Jesus good word Mm -hmm. yeah but you have to want to right he doesn't make it easy. We want to make it easy by saying That's if good. we elect the right person into office yep. and have the right yep. philosophy, then it's easy. Yes. No, no. It maybe it can't ever be easy. It has to be personal. That is huge. It has to be. Uh, I was thinking about, you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's exclusive. Say, no, no, it's inclusive for everybody who wants to get to the Father. Right. Yep. Like, you have to want to get to the Father. Like, like yes. that's like. Do you have a desire to be in the kingdom and live the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Then Jesus is the way to do that. You make a huge point here that I think is really important. Is before as we dive into these conversations and the complexity of it, there is like following Jesus is very simple if you're if you're brave enough to do that. That's you, it's, and it's about yeah. yeah will you go there? Will you go there? And will you do the work to actually check? 
the real motivations of your politics or your reaction. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's like, you know, I think one of the points, and if if anyone's wondering what we're referencing, there was a a debate between Eric Metaxas and uh, David French, both Christian men uh, at John Brown University. Really good. They both made really great points. Like they're just super, super, I got both of them. Um, but I think one of the one of the things that David French was saying is, you know, behind all the, you know, the the rallying for Trump in Christians, he mm-hmm. says, I think there's a lot of fear and it's fear mm-hmm. that's motivating a lot of it. It's fear mm-hmm. that you're going to lose your rights for civil liberties. It's fear for the unborn. Right. And those are very valid things to mm-hmm. be concerned about. But right. do we have a spirit of fear? Like, like should, mm-hmm. should Christians right. should be the last people who are operating out of a spirit of fear. Yeah. I mean, concern, mm-hmm. compassion, justice, all those things, for sure. Mm-hmm. But if fear is a motivation, you're, I don't know if you're following Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And I think and, that's yeah. And to your full point. disclosure, that's tough to confess that. It's tough to it's, feel, it's, tough, it's to tough to fall to be in your aware face of. and say, "Yeah, I'm scared." It's tough to be even aware of. I think a lot yeah. of the time we think we're doing the right thing and we're motivated by the right things, but there's really something beneath the surface yeah. is yeah. driving us. At yeah. our very best, we often have mixed motives for sure. For sure, for sure, well, for sure it, we do. And yeah. that part of my even bringing that up was you were mentioning the pressure tactics. Well, you should do this because you're a Christian. You mm-hmm. should do this because you're a pastor. That always makes me cringe. Because it's like that's not the way the kingdom works. Yeah. It's not about yeah. pressuring one another. If I'm pressuring you to anything, I should say I'm pressuring you to get close enough to Jesus to find out what He's saying and doing. Yes, and sure. then be bold enough to do it and can and make mistakes at it yeah. and do it. Mm. Make it messy. It's going to be. And perhaps but, we can do that together. Right. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 And but, it's not. It's not about me pressure. Like when you start yeah, to feel yeah. pressured by a group. That's when it feels. That's when you really need. You you do need to check and say, okay, yeah. why am I doing this? And do I even have to give into this pressure? Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. Um, like one of the things I've loved about Mike's and my friendship over the years is I've watched Mike in a lot of different scenarios. Um, Mike's had an active ministry since I don't know eighty mid late eighties. Yeah, I yeah. remember actually. It's funny. Uh, I remember sitting with Mike over coffee in Sussex, New Brunswick. And him saying to me, you know, Dan, I think God might be calling me to preach. And Mike was a it was an English teacher at a university here in the province and started working for a Bible college, and we worked together there. And then within weeks, he had been invited to come preach somewhere, and he's never looked back. Right. And something I've really loved about walking with Mike is that I've seen him in many places sit in very pressured situations and represent what he was going to do. And the conversation sometimes got messy. Yeah. Then he walked out doing the thing he said he was going to do, and here he's yeah. sitting here yeah. with with a great reputation. And I know Mike would want to and gives all the glory to Jesus, but I just wanted to say, hey, you're a great example. I think of what we're talking about. Yeah, you uh, have to embody this. Yeah, you yeah. have to say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give in to pressure from people, but I'm also not going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm going to keep doing this as yeah. long as as long as I can keep doing it. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but I've I've seen that in Mike, and I just wanted to call it out for a second. Hey, so. thanks, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we sure, should start I'm a sure ministry you, together. I'm sure you loved every hey, minute. Hey, of no, that. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this has been uh, it's been a ton of fun. I'm sure we could keep going around and yeah, around. Yeah, it's been great. It. Like you. I don't know if there's an end in sight. I yeah. think I, I think the 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 big takeaway is let's just try to follow Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that the, the just you know sort of wrapping it up. I think the idea of praying and voting. 
Mm. Like I just want to land. Yeah. I just want to sort of come around to that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That it is. It is. That is the element. Like if you wanted to say on earth as it is in heaven, pray, engage heaven, vote, engage earth. I don't think that I. I think that very much is like vote, vote your vote what you feel like the Lord is leading you yes. to, and actually just keep an open mind and be listening. Don't I very much reject. Anyway, I could. I'm going to go off into the. But just say pray and vote, pray and vote. I think that's super. That's important. a great word. Yeah. yeah, and and honestly, like like do do some work of research. Yeah. Like not just listening to yeah. us, but like you need to know you know what you believe and why, and it yeah. has to be more than your feelings. It has to be more like than your yeah. feelings and the are liars. And then and yeah. well, but and I the, love them. And the, and the news, but the news placates to your feelings <laughs> for sure, and they that's do. all it's doing. Yeah, it and does. like just because something feels right doesn't mean. That's Jesus. Yeah. You know, and in yeah. fact, a lot of the time, Jesus really does my feelings wrong. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, he sure yeah. does. It's so. such a good thing the kingdom is in a democracy, right? Yes. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Exactly right. So do some study, do some research, and like, yeah. like ask the big questions and, and dive in and do not just get caught up with what the, like, if you find yourself in the mob, yeah. you're probably not with Jesus. He just never yeah. seemed to be part of the mob ever. So agree. Could we end by holding hands? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. On that note, thanks, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with my friends about such a complicated and nuanced subject. I hope it helped you ground yourself a little bit more in the great grand scheme of following Jesus and how to reconcile that in the world we live in today. Hey, if you haven't already, would you subscribe to this podcast? Would you leave a positive review? Would you share it for somebody and get this word out to as many people as possible? I'd sure appreciate it. If not, we'll see you next time.